I'm Tina Black, co-owner of Next Level Salon Ownership, a six-month business and leadership course to help you start, maintain, grow, or scale your salon business. We believe there are five strategies to help you eliminate politics and confusion, increase morale, decrease turnover, and increase productivity. If you would like to get on our waiting list for the next course, please go to www.nextlevelsalonleadership.com. What a, what a great story. So you mentioned, uh, you mentioned training quite a bit. And so talk a little bit about the education that you offer within your company. So every month we do training and we have a philosophy. It's ABC, it's art, business, and culture. So we want to train in equal parts because what I also discovered in just our industry, you know, we are artists to the core and sometimes we forget behind that art, there is a business. And if we don't give that business the same attention that we give the art, then we lose it. And with that, you know, we wrap that in culture. We wrap that in the culture that we bring from Palm Mitchell, the school. We wrap that in the culture that we bring in the salon. You know, if you can't come in with a smile on your face, you know, go to sleep with a hanger in your mouth, you know, kind of thing. And so we train on those three things every month. And usually when we get together, you know, we'll have a, we'll have a piece of each. So if it's art, you know, we'll maybe work on a haircut, work on a technique, work on a color, work on something in the art, in the art zone. And then we take that, you know, that piece of the training, and then we layer it with a business piece. And that's where we get into the numbers. You know, I'm a, you know, 1.7 GPA. I'm by no means a scholar, but I can do basic math. And when it comes to, you know, being a stylist, knowing your numbers. So we spend time on that. And some owners take the approach that they don't want to show their team or their staff the numbers. I'm like lifting up the hood. I'll show you everything we got because the more it's, it does no service to your team. If, if they don't know the numbers and they don't understand the math and they don't understand why we don't have this product right now, because we didn't, you know, look at the bottom line and we didn't look at the margin and, you know, they didn't, if they don't understand that, then they don't know. So we'll spend time on that, spend time on the numbers, making sure, especially like your key performance indicators as a stylist, there's really a few that, you know, you need to know. You know, and if you can get even just the basic five key performance indicators, we talk about it in the language. So we talk about services per guest. We talk about, you know, take home bottles per guest. We talk about your average service ticket. We talk about your rebooking percentage and we talk about your new request, new request percentage. And so we'll drill down on those things. And then with culture, you know, that could be as simple as going to the park you know, having a water balloon fight, just doing something fun, just to kind of bring us together outside of the salon. So a lot of the trainings will happen in the salon. And then we'll take, when we do culture stuff, we'll take it outside the salon. We've done things where we've gone in, you know, in a, in one of those rooms where you put on a suit and you take a bat and you smash something, you know, something like that. We, you know, we've gone a cruise to Cozumel, you know, for top performers and things like that. Those are all good culture builders. But the art, you know, and it's it can't always be me, you know, as great of an educator, I, I, I try to be I don't I don't want to listen to me all the time, you know, so we'll look at other educators to bring in. And that's where you can network in, in the community. You know, I know people on Instagram, I follow and I see somebody doing an amazing color. I'll reach out to them and say, hey, would you come share a technique with my team, you know, spend an hour with my team so I can kind of mix that up. 
but it has to be there there can't be any compromise on it it has to be continuous has to be ongoing um, and it has to build and so we look at that in each each quarter we kind of lay out what the art piece is going to be so if this month is haircutting next month is color next month is styling and then the same thing with business and it may be this month we're just going to focus on one of the kpis just on rebooking percentage and finding out you know who has their you know the highest average ticket or doing a contest or something on along those lines but I always try to look at training in those three components, art, business, and culture, and just continuous, continuous. And everybody's coming out of school. Everybody's in the salon right now. There's not a person that doesn't want more education. So there mm -hmm. can never really be enough. So we try to keep it consistent. Absolutely. So now that you've gone from your one location and now you have five locations, how are you, how are you leading five locations? Um, really, I mean, I'm empowering really more than leading. I, I call it more of an empowerment because you have to have, especially, so the, the first one, you know, it's, it's going right. It's your baby. You're there. Then when you do that second one, like we went downtown Tampa and that's, you know, only 20 minutes away. So I could spend half a day in one and half a day in the other. And then you go for a third one. That's now two hours away. Well, maybe I can spend three hours here. And so you first, you try to be everywhere all at the same time, which is impossible. And then you go into another state. When we went to Texas a few years back, then I'm like, well, I definitely can't be <laughs> here and there at the same time. And I do the best I can. I just flew in last night from Dallas. Um, so I do get to spend time in all of them, but it's really about empowering. <clears throat> and you develop those, those leaders within. You know, then some people want it, some people don't. I've I've definitely tried to put square pegs in, in round holes before. And you see somebody and they're they're just so good. And you're like, you're gonna be a leader. And they're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and they just don't want any part of it. They want to come, they want to do hair, they want to, you know, enjoy the trainings, but just empowering. And I look for different things in people, how they interact with their guests, how they interact with each other. And so that's the only way that I found that it can work because I've tried to be everywhere all at once and you can't, it's just impossible. And so just trying to empower people that are in the salon, you know, and given, and also giving them the tools. And one of the things that I would say is if your salon can run without you there, don't let your ego get bruised. That's a good sign because if it only works when you're there, then it actually doesn't work. And so looking at that system and taking those leaders on a journey, taking those leaders in the training. So we develop the leadership training for them is really them learning the system inside and out. You know, that one page is now turned into a hundred page manual. Um, we have a leadership guide as well. So it's grown over, over the years, but they're now learning the system. So they could, in, in a sense, they could then operate that salon, that location as if it were their own. And when you when you do that, and you may also actually make it part of their own. You could think about that if you start giving people ownership in the company. You know that's a that's a big step. And I know you've had some experience with that. And that's you know it's it's a way that you know you're actually giving you know, saying thanks and you're giving acknowledgement to that person. But developing those leaders and then having those leaders you know learn the system and then having those leaders be able to teach it. And that's really what I've done. And that's what's been working um, for us as a company, but you find them within, you find them within. I've never like put out, you know, Hey, looking for a salon manager. It's always, and, and we don't really even use the, the term manager. It's more like leaders, 
and we have our leaders within the company. And some people may lead one department. You know, maybe they're, you know, a barber and they're going to lead the barbers and maybe they're a haircutter. They're going to lead the haircutters. Or maybe they're just good at seeing, you know, that that 30,000 foot view and they can kind of see the whole field. And then you have somebody that you're looking at may become a director. So now they're directing traffic, they're directing business, they're directing guests. And they have to be able to balance that because sometimes they want to stay behind the chair. But I know when I'm working behind the chair, which I still do, then I'm not running the business. I'm working with my guests and vice versa when I'm running the business you know, then I'm not behind the chair. So you find that balance to where you can, you know, find people that want to play in, in both fields. And, but really it's about developing them from within. And that's, that's what I've done. And, you know, some, some, some are good and some are, you know, better and some just aren't. And, you know, it's, it's trial. It's not a perfect science. No, absolutely. So the last thing that I want to really just hit, <clears throat> hit on is that you wrote a book. I did. So talk talk about your book because your book is available at Palm Mitchell School Fort Myers. We do have it. So if you're interested, they are there. Um, yes, so talk yes. a little bit about it. So and so I've got an, I've got a copy of it here. Um, so here's here's what happens. I'm a 1.7 GPA. I barely ever read a book, right? And I'm like, oh, I've got some nerve. I'm gonna write a book. So definitely when you go through here, you know, if there's typos, try to try to get over that. Because the message is there. Uh, the reason that I wrote it is as I was going through that journey, and like I was telling you, coming out of school and being nervous and being scared, that first year, it's it's almost like a, a little GPS. It's almost like a guide. And if you look at some of the chapters, it kind of starts, you know, starts off with that, you know, that introduction of now you're in the salon. Why? Why are you here? Why are you in the industry? You know, because I found that my why is the bigger and stronger my why is it, it keeps you engaged. I'm looking at things that I think don't really matter as much. I know I've never looked at anyone's resume that I've ever hired um, because the resume, it's all about a rear view mirror, how cool I used to be. Remember back in November to February, I worked at this one store. I was amazing. And that does it as an owner, that doesn't really do anything for me, I need to know where you're going. And so this is kind of speaking on that. It speaks to that that next generation um, interviews, how to interview a salon owner. I've had people sit down with me and never ask me a single question. And mm -hmm. so these were these are things that I started to notice as I started to build the company and I started hiring people that were missing. You know, the hustle muscle, you know, building a clientele, those numbers that I talked about, there's that whole chapter on there, uh, mentors and coaches, two different people. There's one on, you know, a whole chapter on that. And then it gets into all of those things that I know I didn't really have. And, you know, at the, at the, you know, at my fingertips, and I noticed that a lot of other stylists that were coming in, weren't really prepared with some of those things. So it's not going to be about a haircut. It's not going to be about a technique. It's going to be more about that business and navigating that first, you know, 12 to 18 months. And so if you have, if you pick up one or two things out of there and you're able to, you know, be more successful in finding the salon that you want, having a little bit more insight on your business, realizing how to create the resume of the future, which is a, a whole separate, you know, we, we could do a whole separate class. And I've done that on what I would do if I started over again, I talk about how I would create the resume of the future to give that owner that that windshield view not the rear view mirror view and in this in that, that same time you know you're going through that first year um then recently 
you know, I was like looking at the same thing as I started to talk to owners. And I don't know if you guys have this one, but, you know, because I was so, you know, happy with all of my writing abilities, I decided to write your first year in salon ownership. So that's a newer one. And so that's awesome. going to speak to the owners and that's going to talk about, you know, how did I, you know, start as, how do you, I start a salon? I have no money. What if I'm thinking about expanding? What if I'm looking at the systems? How do I put that system and go from one page to a hundred page manual? I'm looking at the hiring process, career paths, um, talks a lot about that. You only have two hands, so you can't do everything. The growth and expansion plans. So it touches on the things that I picked up, you know, and I didn't, you know, write this book until I was about almost 10 years as a salon owner. And then I started looking at it because it's the same thing. You're going to have a first year in ownership and it's going to, it's going to hit you just like your first year in the beauty industry hits you. And they're equally, I mean, maybe one's harder than the other, but those are just things that I learned. If I was going to be a new owner, or if I was thinking about being an owner, even if it's a one chair salon or a studio, these are things that I put in there for those first year owners. So you got your first year beauty professional coming out of school, and then you have your first year owners. I might do another one too. I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little good. We'll see. That's gotta learn awesome. how to use spell check though. <laughs> That's awesome. So we'll definitely have to get some copies of that for sure. So final, final message that you want to give out there to the salon leaders. Okay. Final message. So what I would say, you know, I think about the salons and the landscape, especially over the last like couple of years, we've, we've gone through a lot of changes, you know, and, and some people are getting upset. You know, some people are, this isn't fair, you know, wh whether the economy is up or down all of these things. And then COVID comes along and how does a hairdresser do hair through zoom? They don't, you know? And so just know that this isn't the first time it's a cycle. This isn't the last and as you're leading, you are the beacon, you know, you are that light, people are looking to you. And I think during the challenging times, that's when you as a leader really need to rise up and you need to almost, you, you got to kick it into another gear as a leader of people, you know, they're trusting in us. They're trusting in us to guide them, to take them to the promised land, whatever that looks like. And so if you're a leader out there, you're, you know, an, an owner, a manager, whatever we want to call it, just know that this is your time because the challenging times are the times when, you know, it, it kind of separates the, the leaders from the, it, I, it'd be cool to be a leader, but this is really going to separate, you know, the real from the, the, the fake. So when you look at your people, know that they're trusting in you and you don't have to be right on every move. You don't, you don't have to be right in every decision, but one thing that you need to be is you need to be convicted. Mm -hmm. So whether, whether you're marching people into a wall, you better march them into that wall with pride and with, with power and with determination, even though you're going to hit that wall and everyone's going to get their nose broken, you still march them in that direction with the same amount of conviction you would do anything. And people are looking for that. They're looking for leadership. They're looking for guidance. And so I think right now is, is our time as, as leaders, as salon owners, as managers to really, we can have a bigger impact than any. Everyone's great. Everyone could be a great leader when things are great, but when they're not, that's when we really have to rise up. Thank you so for just joining keep us that in today. Mind. 
And if you loved this podcast, jump on over to our YouTube page to hear the full hour-long interview. You can find us at Next Level Salon Leadership.